Hi there, you're listening to a special bonus episode of the Game Developers Playlist, a podcast from GamesIndustry.biz. I'm normally your host, Rebecca Valentine, but this time I'm just here to introduce a special bonus episode hosted by my colleague, Brendan Sinclair. Brendan is here to talk with Je- Jeffrey Thompson Jr. about Metal Gear Solid V and how it shaped him as a game developer. So with that, I'll let Brendan and Jeffrey take it away. Okay, so I am here with uh, Jeffrey Thompson Jr. of Epoch Media. Yes. Uh, thank you, Jeffrey, for, for joining us here on uh, the Game Developers Playlist. And you wanted to talk to us about uh, Metal Gear Solid Five. Yes, 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 Metal Gear Solid Five. Um, <clears throat> it brought my love back to the franchise. Um, I started play. I actually started with the first Metal Gear Solid, you know, when I was younger. I think it came out in 1998. Um, from there, I fell in love with it. I fell in love with it because it was so different and unique than, than other games. Other games, you know, there was heavy, uh, first shooter heavy, first person shooter heavy back then. And also, um, it was more kill kill oriented whereas metal gear solid offered something unique um in the form of stealth that was that was the aspect of you know i don't have to necessarily get my hands dirty in order to be successful in the game and and that's what i fell in love with and and you've been fan of the series ever since pretty much pretty much um uh especially during the kojima era when kojima left obviously not so much but uh him having his specific taste on things and and uh his phenomenal uh cut scenes that he normally has because you know he likes to say that he his body is made up of 80 percent of movies um having that aspect on it because <laughs> i'm a huge mo- i actually have a film background and um having that that aspect on it it actually felt like a movie you know w- with the game especially with metal gear solid 5 because it's a it's a prequel um based in uh the middle gear franchise timeline it's a prequel to a lot of things that uh the events that um happened before and it takes place um in afghanistan which is you know obviously with the u.s and relationships over there it was very intriguing um so yeah it was it was you know metal gear solid 5 to me is a masterpiece it got overshadowed in 2015 with the release of the witcher 3 but i think it's definitely uh right up there the uh kojima's love of movies um, pretty well documented, pretty obvious, I think, <laughs> when you play the games. Um, but it's interesting because it's something that, that I've heard uh, fans of the series and detractors of it agree on, um, is is that, like, it's it's a video game. Why, why are you so kind of obsessed with trying to make it into, into a movie? But uh, that's you look at, at the Kojima's handling of it as, as a strength. What, what about it really works for you? Um, well, first, <clears throat> it's, it's super long, which at the time I didn't mind, but as I get older, you know, you don't, have, you don't have as much time as you used to have playing these games. It's like 51 episodes, right? So that's like the game is just hugely, hugely long. Whereas, you know, obviously, compared to a movie, a movie is going to be nowadays a blockbuster summer blockbuster movie is going to be like two hours and, you know, 15 minutes or 30 minutes. Um, But one thing I loved about this game was the environments. The environments, uh, they give a true reflection of the character of the main character, which is obviously Snake. Um, The 
from from the start of the game when the game starts off you're in like in this closed corridor in the hospital and you're just discovering this world you're you're learning more about yourself because you know you've been in a coma for x amount of time and you're discovering your environment you see that your your arm is removed and you're wondering where the hell you are how you got there etc and the only thing that you're trying to do is pretty much escape you don't even have weapons for you know the the mo most part the early part of the game it's it's like in its core essence, it's um, it, it's unique in that form in the hospital in the you know during the hospital scene, and I think that was like super cool. It, it to me, it kind of felt like a it resembled a horror movie. It yeah, it 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 did, and it, it felt a lot more. Um, I've played the game, and and I it's been long enough that I, I'm sorry if I forget any of the details here, but it really stood out in contrast to um, the rest of of the game. Right, because it's it is more claustrophobic and intense and, and directed uh, like that. That's felt like a sort of a um, a more traditional Metal Gear experience, I guess. Like I played Metal Gear Solid Four, and it was it was very much like you're going through. Uh, you go here, then you go here, then you go here. Complete these little areas, and then you go on to the next one. Um, and it it felt kind of like kind of like that to me. But then once you get to that Afghanistan part, like the whole, the whole pace and, and tone and everything of the game seems to, seems to switch from what I remember. Yeah, it does. It does. It definitely switched to give things some context too, um, to not skip over this. Cause I had to say this, uh, one thing that I really loved about like, after you leave the hospital part and you're like, um, you're in the van and you're, you're, uh, trying to escape the, um, the superhuman figure. If you remember, um, the game allows you to witness that from the second person view because Snake is in the driver's seat. The NPC is on. No, the NPC isn't, I think, in the driver's seat. Snake's the passenger or either or. It's one of those. And the camera is from the point of view that's behind them. And you're watching them interact in this game world. And I thought that that part was like so freaking awesome that you can witness things from the second point from the second person uh viewpoint because games are mostly you know either third or first person so it, it right. gave it gave us that that possibility to to see things from the second person and to like <clears throat> to like experience it and that was like so unique and so cool basically that was like the move like a movie scene um playing out right in front of our eyes and then you know obviously after that scene you you get out of the van and then um his help comes, the NPC player comes, um, you're riding on the horse, you're shooting the uh, superhuman figure with the shotgun while riding on the horse. Like, that was just, that was phenomenal. Like, that part alone should have won some awards. It was, you could tell that it was a Metal Gear game, but it was something that was fresh to it, I felt, with the way that it played out, because it was, the, the whole hospital scene, I would say, had a theme to it. And I and and you know you can correct me if I'm if you feel like I'm wrong, but that 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 whole theme to it was discovery, because Snake was discovering rediscovering himself. He was discovering his environment. He was discovering his allies, discovering his enemies, discovering what he's up against. The discovery theme you mentioned plays well, uh, I guess, when it if if that's the theme as it transitions into uh, in open world for the first time in, in the franchise really with the, that Afghanistan section. And, and that was, that was something that um, going into 
the Metal Gear Five and and I guess um, Ground Zeroes also the like prologue game that they made. Uh, I remember uh, a number of fans of the franchise being a little bit apprehensive. I guess about it. What what were you what were you thinking when you heard that it was going to be open world? Um. Well, I mean, obviously they had a, they had the budget to do it. Uh, I was excited because I, um, you know, Kojima would get a chance to to be in that sandbox, right? Um, I didn't have any reservations towards it as long as it as long as it's um, it fits inside the Middle Gear mold. Um, I do think that, uh, like I said, the game is like overly long. I think they could have cut down on a couple things, but you know, overall, I mean, I, I didn't have any, you know any bad feelings about it and actually you know speaking of which i i really i'm probably going to go back and explore and play some things <laughs> even more so like re i'm going to go back and revisit it you know as a sort of reference for for things um within the open world because i think that was to me it added to it it, it was a great um complimentary to the other titles that were done in the franchise so i i had no issues with the open world aspect of it by any means um, I definitely think the the country that they were in, Afghanistan, I think that was a, a great um, uh, that was a great uh, atmosphere to have an open world game. Did you think that the open world was a a good adaptation of sort of like the core things that make a Metal Gear game a Metal Gear game? Did they translate that appeal into the open world effectively? Hmm. I've debated this with a couple of people. I think so, uh, because well, for one, there were naturally so there were more enemies, um, but also with the space, you're able to you were able to sort of like plan and organize things accordingly, um, and you had obviously you had like some side missions within you know your main missions um, of things to do, and I, I I just feel like it was more so. Um, it allowed the players to explore things that may not necessarily be uh, the main mission at hand. And I think that that's, you know, for players who want to, you know, play games all day, that's a cool thing. You know, sort of like um, in another example is uh, within the Grand Theft Auto. It's open world, right? So you have your main missions, but obviously sometimes players want to goof off and, you know, do other things you know outside of those main missions and and you know that's pretty cool and i and i think that that's that allowed um it, it could it could possibly be possibly bring in more casual gamers to to things when they're able to you know have those moments and 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 you know do things accordingly and also what made it so uh realistic i would say too was the um the real game uh 24 hour system effect like you know there's a daytime there's a nighttime and activities going on within that time sandstorms yeah sandstorm exactly so that yeah, made cool. it that made it so realistic and i think that that was like that was just freaking awesome you you mentioned the um letting people play through at their own pace and metal gear solid 4 uh, I really, I really liked it. It was my like game of the year, my personal game of the year. Um, when I had, I guess, two thousand eight or so, and but I was at a, at a place in my life where I could just sit down and play a video game all day. You know, like that could be my weekend, just completely getting lost in one game for a ridiculous amount of time. And like Metal Gear Solid Four, I remember there were cutscenes that were like an hour long, 
on their own. And, and that was such a, um, like thinking about playing that right now, I, I'm, I'm older, got a family, like that's not going to happen for me. <laughs> there is no way that I can like spare, you know, the time to play the game and then ha- also make sure that I have like two or three hours to watch a cutscene afterwards. But, uh, MGS five, I, I loved the, 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 the way that it, it kind of fit into my life a little bit better. If, if I've got some time and I, uh, I want to advance the story, I can just, you know, go to a story mission or while if I just want to tool around for a little bit like that, that desert, is just full of enemy outposts to, to tackle. Like, what do I got? Oh, the, the, here's a small one. I'll just go do that one. Oh, there's a large one. You know, it, it felt like a smart adaptation uh, to the series formula for me. Right. I agree. Like you said, there's, I think the, the, I'm looking at it from both sides, like the, the aspect of the open world, it gives people like us, like, you know, as we get older, obviously we have a little bit more responsibilities on hand, et cetera. Like you, you, like you said, you got, you know, you got your full-time job, you got your family, et cetera. You got to spend time with the wife, kids, all that stuff. So, you know, you, you don't have the time to, to spend 80 hours gaming. <laughs> so, you know, you play your quick little hour or two, et cetera. You get your fix in, you're fine. And I think that that, like, with the open world aspect it's perfect for that it's you know it's definitely perfect for that and um you know and having the horror elements too you know let's let's not forget about that like they had the horror elements with the superhumans you know the um like weird parasite zombie yeah soldier look yeah look at things just gliding through and and they're moving at superhuman speeds and like that right there was the horror element and that's like they they did a good job of mixing and i've always said this like they've always done a good job of mixing reality with with sort of fiction if that makes sense um and i think that's like pretty cool like because obviously the the reality aspect of the, is the afghan you know russian war aspect that was going on and then you got this paranormal aspect to it almost this horror element of oh okay well this could happen as well this happened as well so like that was like uniquely cool in my opinion i I get the sense that uh kojima has read a lot about sort of weird failed government experiments to do things like hey well what if we did this and they actually researched it and and then he just kind of like extrapolates a a goofy uh sci-fi military future based on that and and comes up with some pretty interesting stuff and and that's like part of the part of the tone of the Metal Gear Solid series has always really interested me because at the one hand, it's like super grim, straight faced, serious about, you know, global conflict and, and privatized military corporations and, and, and child soldiers and, and things like that. And then on the other hand, it's like, it's also got a really profound goofy streak there was like a, a, a character in, in Metal Gear Solid 4, um, guy that always wore a mask, I think. Good guy. But he would he would just like, it, it was like watching Saved by the Bell and he was the Screech character or something. Like, here's, here's the comic relief loser and, and now he's pooping in a barrel. Uh, or the, the, the Fulton recovery system the balloons that you just attach to people and, and kidnap them in, in Metal Gear Solid 5. But then it's also got that like 
adolescent hormone addled horny streak basically and it's it smushes all these together into the same games for me it just makes for something that's like um unpredictable and stands out as different from everything else that's out there and i i appreciate that aspect of it but like as a storyteller like you said you you have a background in film um i think you've done some comic writing as mm-hmm, well mm-hmm. and got some more writing. coming some more coming in the future actually one of the games i've worked on just released the trailer the uh, lord of the rings golem i worked on that with dalek as a narrative designer and uh trailer was released recently and um been receiving some positive reception okay so, so you know your way around a story what 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 do you see in in metal gear solids juggling of of, of tone and the way it brings all these different aspects together i me personally i love that you know i think that's one of the strengths of the franchise how you can have these maker things in in it how you can have you know the the horror aspect in it like because that's you know obviously there's been um definitely in modern in the modern day within the last hundred years there's been instances where the government has experimented on uh, people, they've kidnapped people and experimented on them, etc. So I think having that aspect and exploring it, that's a form of realism, in my opinion. Like that's, you know, like what would what could actually happen? Who knows? Like there could be, you know, there could be some underground bunker somewhere in the world right now where they're experimenting on people trying to create super soldiers or superhumans or anything like that, right? And he's just. He's just, you know, bringing it like Kojima is just brave enough to bring it out to the forefront in the form of a video game. So I think that's like pretty cool. One thing I will say that I found was sort of funny um, is the fact that uh, you could camouflage with a box. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I can't believe I forgot that. That's like the the, the original goofiness. Yeah, like you going can back to the NES Metal Gear. Yeah, like, I just thought that that was, um, you know, so hilarious at the same time that you can camouflage, like, you know, imagine a, a soldier on a post and then you see, like, this box in the middle of a desert. Like, seriously? Come on. Like, that it <laughs> should have been something better, in my opinion, but it, it was funny. One of my favorite Metal Gear games is actually Revengeance, the, the Platinum Games action game about Raiden. And if I remember right, um, you could get a giant sombrero. And you could hide in that the way you hide in a cardboard box in the other Metal Gears. Was, I just thought it was perfect. <laughs> yeah. I think that, honestly, that was like um, more like a comic relief when I saw that. Like, that was just funny to me. Because, you know, who 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 would expect to, you know, you're playing in the game, you're in the desert, you're in Afghanistan. And then, okay, well, you want to get away from and and camouflage your enemies? Here's a box. <laughs> you can hide underneath this box. So that was just, that was hilarious to me. Why do you think that we don't see that that approach uh, in, in more games? Like, I, I'm guessing your Lord of the Rings game, um, I'm, I'm sure it, it strikes different tones in different parts, but uh, I'm guessing it's not going to be, you know, particularly Kojima-esque in that sense. No, no. Um... I think that most of the time, uh, game creators probably um, their creative limits or li- their creative creativity is limited, right? Kojima obviously would have a lot more. Well, he's earned it. He has a lot more freedom than than most people, so um, that plays into it as well. But you know, hopefully one day, I, you know, 
um, move up the totem pole a little bit and, and be able to uh, show off that creativity like like Kojima because his creativity is just it's out there like you can tell when you when you uh, see a Kojima game you can you just know it's a Kojima game when you you know when you watch the gameplay where you play it you know it's a Kojima game what was your your favorite way to take out an enemy encampment hmm I do like to do some stealth kills I think that's really fun and, and entertaining for me I like to do things you know I just like to catch the enemies off guard sometimes I do it depends on my mood. Sometimes I uh, do things where I'm just like, you know what, let me, I go against the grain. I'll just go in guns blazing and, you know, it'll be basically, I'll be outnumbered, but that's that's fun. But with the open world aspect, I was able to run away. And, you know, um, basically when you're out of view, they're not, uh, they're not on edge as much, right? But having the stealth aspect of it is just, it's just fun. Like, you know, you they're, they're doing their posts, and then you're learning their uh, movements, etc. And then you just catch them with the element of surprise. I think that's pretty cool. Like, that's probably the funnest way to play it. It's a lot more forgiving, I think, than the earlier Metal Gear Solid games. Like, 4 and 5, I thought. Because I, I'm not much of a stealth game player. Um, if, it, if it's harder than, like, Assassin's Creed level stealth, I generally just get frustrated and, and don't do that well. Um, so... So I, I've been kind of, I, I've appreciated that they allow for the guns blazing approach. Like I recognize it's not optimal a lot of times when I'm getting filled with lead, but it's, it's <laughs> nice to have that. And I, I like, I did not feel that with Metal Gear Solid 1, 2, or 3 so much from what I played of them. Is that is that accurate? Oh, yeah, I'm assuming, I, I, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Do you think that the the opening up for allowing the the more um, more play styles is is that something that you were you know welcoming of when it happened? Did you yeah. like the way that that played yeah. out? I think that I think that was the strength of the game. Um, obviously, you'll have some people who would gripe at it and complain about it because they'll say, "Oh, it's 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 getting too far away from the franchise." But to me, that that just opens it up even more because there's different players have different play styles. So you need to cater to those play styles. And the fact that this game in particular had the multiplayer capabilities was dope. Like if you, if you played it or if you watched the videos of the multiplayer, you'll see that was like a precursor of the battle Royale craze that came in. They've been doing that since like metal gear, metal gear solid four had an online multiplayer thing. Right. But this it it did, but this one particularly. How different was it? You were able to um, the it was it was uh an extension of the mother base feature, um, where you expand your operations and and things like that. But like the look and feel, if you watch it, the look and feel, it looks like uh, um, uh, pug pugby, a little bit. Like I can see okay. if if they drew some inspiration from Metal Gear Solid, I would completely understand if they did. Like that's at least that's the feeling that I got. Maybe I'm looking in. Maybe I'm thinking about it too much, but that's the feeling that I got. And and it had that um, that that disarming the nukes meta layer, right? That was um, I don't I don't know if you ever ever played it uh, in the mid two thousands. I think it was a Xbox three sixty game, Chrome Hounds. 
Mm-mm. It's, it doesn't ring a bell. I just found it. It was it was the first multiplayer game uh, that that I remember where where it, it was sort of like a um, there were three different factions I think and they were you know battling for control of territory and the matches that you would that you would take would gain or lose territory for your team uh, and and it had that it had this this larger meta layer to it which I thought was a really kind of interesting way to 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 make the actual matches matter. And uh, the, the Metal Gear Solid Five uh, nukes multiplayer, um, that that kind of it's it struck me as a similar a similar kind of thing because there's you know your objective in the actual match, but then there's a larger objective beyond that that you're always working towards or against. Um, and I, I was wondering how how that played out for you when you were playing Metal Gear Solid Five multiplayer. Like, was it about that that larger nuke disarmament goal or was it more just like let's just play some matches to be honest with you it was just let's let's play some matches i'm not gonna even lie to you. <laughs> like i just wanted to it, it was fun it was fun just being able to shoot at you know other people and stuff like that i'm just gonna be honest like that was that was the main aspect for me so one one last question uh for you here jeffrey um you are currently working on a game uh, for, for Epoch Media, your CEO and creative director of the company. And, and, and the game is Pensions. Is that mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Has Metal Gear Solid Five impacted uh, the, the design and development of Pensions? Yes, it has. Um, Pensions will be a third-person stealth action game. Um, it's also going to have a little bit of RGP uh, RPG elements to it, um, but definitely there's going to be stealth. Uh, the way I can describe pensions is, think if Hitman had a baby with Breaking Bad. That's the best way I, I like to describe. It. There's going to be interesting narrative story to it. Um, there's going to be some interesting uh, cutscenes to it, and yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I can't wait to um, show the world what uh what we have planned and what we have in store i think i think people you know are going to be talking about it you know saying hey look this game pensions and you know i just i just want people to go into it with an open mind and and and, you know give us that give us that chance right and um I, i think that people who love video games like yourself will have a true appreciation of it cool we'll look forward to more of that Thanks again, Jeffrey, for, for taking the time to join us on the uh, the Game Developers Playlist. Thank you so much for having me. Best of luck with pensions. Yep, thank you. Thank you so much to both Brendan and Jeffrey for their time and conversation. Uh, this has been the Game Developers Playlist. We typically come out with a new episode once a month, which you'll be able to listen to on all good podcasting platforms, alongside our weekly news show with the rest of the GamesIndustry.biz team, and a second monthly podcast from my colleague James Batchelor called The Five Games Of, where he interviews industry figures about five of their milestone games. Anyway, once you find us on a good podcasting platform, consider subscribing so it'll let you know whenever another episode appears. And you can and should get your daily dose of news and insight into the world behind games at gamesindustry.biz. Thanks to Julian Villarreal for the music you heard throughout this episode. And thanks so much to Jeffrey Thompson Jr. for joining us and Brennan Sinclair for hosting. Go play some good games and have a great week, everyone.